And now it's time for Dave's Disney View Podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his Grand Circle tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. But he understands its place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. So come along and take a listen to Dave's thoughts about the Walt Disney World Resorts and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. Well, on today's podcast, I wanted to bring back some audio from a recent trip I made to the Walt Disney World Resort. My goal on that trip, one of the goals, was to go around and take the monorail and get some monorail audio for you. But that was not exactly an easy task. See, here's the thing. The monorail, being an aging system, uh, they've got some older trains in there. The Mark VI trains are actually kind of old. Uh, They have to put them in limited use at certain times of the day. So at times during the day... There is no uh, monorail running around one or more of the loops. They'll actually turn them off and, uh, and, and keep them in the uh, roundhouse and not actually run them around the rails. And that's actually to kind of limit the amount of usage they get. They use them at peak times, of course, especially to get people out of the Magic Kingdom and to run around the resort loop and, of course, to go to Epcot. But they don't run them all day long and don't run as many trains as they might otherwise run. So at various times, you may encounter delays because they'll tell you, well, the monorail is not running today you need to go out and uh, take one of the other uh, modes of transportation. So I talk about that a little bit in my, some of my recordings here. And I also wound up taking the ferry boat across to the Magic Kingdom from the Transportation and Ticket Center. So you can hear all about that on the podcast. And as a bonus, here's a little bit of leftover audio that I had from some other things that I was doing around the parks. They're self-explanatory and enjoy. No monorail right now, huh? Right now. Unless you go to Epcot, then you can have it. Oh, oh, almost. Yeah, I had to try. <laughs> Maybe I should jump on it. Just take a ride. <laughs> well, you won't go very far. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just go to Epcot. And, you know. yeah, it's true. Oh, well, it's all good. <laughs> sorry. Thanks. That's okay. Have a good day. You too. Alas, the uh, monorail is not running right now, so we won't take a ride on the monorail. So instead, I'll take a ride on the ferry boat to get over to the Magic Kingdom. instrumental in the development of the Walt Disney World Resort. He was uh, helped build the paddle steamer for Mark Twain. Now, of course, he had had a successful uh, 
naval career before that. He was a uh, rear admiral. And uh, when he retired, he went to work for uh, Walt Disney. Um, so he actually helped build the paddle steamer Mark Twain in uh, Disneyland and then uh, helped build some uh, some homes out in the uh, in the San Francisco Valley and then came to came back to work for the Walt Disney Company uh, it, where he put together a lot of uh, a lot of the infrastructure and the waterways for the Walt Disney World Resort. So in honor of him, they uh, named one of the ships the Admiral Joe Fowler. Now this boat that we're on actually used to be called the Magic Kingdom One. Uh, it changed its name to the Admiral Joe Fowler in 1999 in honor of uh, Admiral Fowler. Now, of course, this being Magic Kingdom 1, or the Admiral Joe Fowler, the other boat used to be called Magic Kingdom 2, and is now called the General Joe Potter. General Joe was a retired Army general who was responsible for more of the uh, infrastructure pieces and building a lot of the uh, a lot of the infrastructure for Walt Disney World uh, before it was built. So while Admiral Fowler did a lot of the uh, work around the uh, waterways and making sure that all the um, that piece of the infrastructure was working. Um, General Potter actually did the uh, the rest of it, so it's actually kind of interesting. It's a nice tribute to uh, to both of the men who are really really responsible for the, um, the Magic Kingdom uh, being built. I think um, actually neither one of them, um, without either one of their their input, I don't think it would have come together. Uh, Walt Disney had a strong personal connection to both of them, and he put them in charge of running the operation, and they were able to successfully do it and pull it off. I don't know without their military background and their expertise and just doing you know. Um, project management, essentially, where they put it together and they said, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and here's the, t- here's the schedule, and just doing it on sort of a military schedule. I don't know that it would have come together quite the way it did. So um, paying tribute is a really cool thing, and it's, uh, it's remarkable, and I'm really uh, really happy to see that they, they do pay tribute to them now. And of course, uh, both of the uh, boats are running right now because the monorails aren't running, so kind of kind of neat to see them both running, because you don't always see them both. It's usually one. Sometimes it's both, uh, but that's the way they do it. So we're sitting out in the middle of uh, the Seven Seas Lagoon, and we're actually just stopped here. And it's it's so peaceful. I mean, even though there's a lot of people on this boat, it's a it's a really nice little trip across. And uh, without the monorails running, it's kind of an oddity. You're just looking around, and there's no monorails running on the tracks around the uh, the Magic Kingdom, uh, on the resort loop or in the express loop to the Magic Kingdom, and that's just really weird. It's interesting how that all plays out when you don't have those other modes of transportation running. So there is a third ferry boat that's running through the Seven Seas Lagoon. It's actually the Richard F. Irvine. And it turns out that uh, Richard Irvine was a uh, uh, show producer, someone who uh, did some art direction and things for the Walt Disney Company. He was in Walt Disney Imagineering for a number of years. Uh, and he was responsible for some of the uh, Haunted Mansion and the Pirates of the Caribbean scenes that you see, among others. So he, uh, he has a tribute paid to him. Now, originally, he had, he had one of the river boats in the Rivers of America named after him. But uh, apparently they've redone the riverboats along the way, and uh, I think there's only one running right now, so uh, he uh, no longer has that to his credit. But that's, uh, that's what the, what's going on there. So that's why you see uh, three, actually, um, boats going back and forth, ferries going back and forth between 
the uh, Magic Kingdom and the uh, Transportation and Ticket Center. I know it sounds silly, but my, one of my favorite things is walking into the Magic Kingdom not carrying any bags so you don't have to go through any bag check. I know, it's silly, but it's what it is. All right, how are you doing? Oh, I'm just lovely. Staying dry, sort of? I'm trying. I'm trying, huh? <laughs> yeah, hey, that's all good. I like the darker blue eyes, so... Yeah, you know, it, it gives a little more color, right? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. Well, that was interesting, something you don't see every day. There was a, uh, a lady trying to get into the park, and um, she had her fast passes in her hand, and she had two little girls with her, and uh, but she didn't have her park tickets. I guess she had left her park tickets um, back at uh, the hotel with her husband, and uh, the fast pass was coming up on its time, and, uh, well, she couldn't get in. The cast member was doing everything he could to try and help her, but... Wow. <laughs> you know, you hate to see something like that. It's just, it's, it, it you know, kind of warms your heart when they actually works out. But uh, she's, uh, she was trying her best to get in there and make it happen. And maybe it will for her. I'm hoping she makes her fast pass. So they make, they help her out a little bit to get her, make sure she gets to whatever she wanted to get to. Oh, yes. Back out on Main Street. Fantastic. Now, today happens to be a rainy day, and I get a question a lot of times, what do I do when it rains? And i got to tell you, it's really no different. It's, um, it's uh, early June here, and if it weren't for the rain, it would be 10,000 degrees today. So I'm actually kind of glad for the rain because it cools it off quite a bit. makes it a little bit nicer out here, a little bit easier to deal with the uh, situation. Um, so I have no complaints about the fact that it's raining. My basic perspective is uh, when it's raining, what you want to do is just bring, your, uh, bring a poncho, bring an umbrella, and just relax and take your time. Don't rush to everything. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. And just enjoy yourself. It's, it's a great opportunity to kind of uh, wander around anyway. And just really relax and uh, take it in at, at a little bit uh, slower pace, perhaps. Um, you know, you're going to get wet. No question about it. But you can mitigate the wetness a little bit. But when it rains harder, like when it rains harder, go ahead and step out and uh, step into a store, a shop, uh, under over overhang or something. Or maybe even just grab a bite to eat. It's a good opportunity to just take a break. Um, so you can't push yourself quite as hard. Unless, of course, you really don't mind getting wet. You put on a pair of, like, Crocs and, you know, uh, maybe a swimsuit-style pants or something, and you just go around and have some fun and, you know, go commando. And your crowds may be a little less just because you're moving around and there are, people are kind of leaving and, you know, moving around a little differently because it is raining. So you can kind of enjoy it. Um, my big thing is... I don't let the rain deter me. Yeah, it's a little bit of a nuisance, but it doesn't deter me. I can still have so much fun, and it really doesn't matter in a way.
Okay, I admit, it's very subtle, but I did notice that the background music on Main Street has changed a little bit. It's a little more peppy or jazzy or something like that. It's not quite the same music they were playing all the time. It's just a little bit different, and uh, it's, it's noticeable to me because I worked in the Emporium for a while, and you get to know all the Main Street music pretty well because it just plays over and over and over. But it's just a little bit different. It's pretty much the same, uh, same songs, just different orchestrations on the songs, the way they set them up. So the amazing thing is, right now, it's just after midnight. And uh, the park, uh, Magic Kingdom, they decided to keep open until midnight. It was originally scheduled to be 11. And uh, they pushed it until midnight. And what, uh, what's interesting about it is, you know, here it is. It was a, an extension that most people didn't, you know, they mentioned, but they didn't really make a big deal about. And then it's, they've soft-closed it to a point. It's not quite the soft-close you see sometimes, but, um, you know, because things are starting to really close down at midnight. But what I love is walking through the park at around this time of night, if you're in the back part of the park, you basically have it to yourself. You can kind of walk along and just enjoy it and take it in as though there's no one else here. And there's something kind of cool about that. There's a certain thrill in that. Now, there are some people around, to be sure, but nothing like the crowds you see early in the day or during the day. It's really kind of, kind of fascinating to walk along and just be able to uh, kind of take it all in, just enjoy it for a few moments in a certain, ser in a certain serene way. Um, and if you ever have a chance to do it, I, I really do recommend it because it's kind of neat to be able to experience the, uh, the entirety of the park this way. And it's true of any of the parks, but I think the Magic Kingdom has a very special nature to it when you're in here and you're the only person uh, walking along or one of only a scant few. Uh, it's really pretty neat. It's almost like you own it in a way. So some time ago, I had downloaded a copy of the uh, Disney Parks app. It's the official Disney app that gives wait times, uh, does dining reservations, gives park maps, and all that sort of stuff. And I actually really like that map, uh, that app. It's really, I thought it was really good. Well thought out, um, very, very good. I thought they did a good job of kind of putting everything together. Now they have a, a new Disney's My Magic uh, app that they put out. And I downloaded that as well. And I found that one to be a little bit weaker. But still, both of them are really good because they give you a lot of information about, you know, parade time, show time, what's going on, what's happening, when things are going on, what time they're happening, and so forth. So they're both uh, really clever. And uh, it's kind of nice to be able to have the, ex the exact times of things so it's, there's no surprises about what time things are going on. And uh, you can always look at it and see what the park times are and uh, how things operate that way. Now, a few moments ago, I was talking about the fact that uh, you can do some fun things when it rains, and you can really find a way to amuse yourself and just take it a little bit slower and just kind of uh, relax and take a different pace and just kind of take it in because sometimes the uh, parks are a little less crowded with people there. But there are days like, well, today was an example. And, uh, unfortunately, Tropical Storm Andrea was pounding the area with rain, and I did make an attempt at the uh, theme parks for a little while in the morning, but it was not, it was a really a no-go. It was just so much rain, it really wasn't worthwhile. So, there's an alternative. You can uh, find some other things to do, of course. Uh, you could visit Disney Quest. Disney Quest is an indoor theme park, uh, sort of. It's really, uh, really like an, a giant arcade. I don't particularly love Disney Quest, but uh, some people really like it, so that's an option you have. But there are two other options that you have here in downtown Disney. One is um, the AMC theaters. You can go in and catch a fork and screen movie. And that's really kind of cool. So you sit down, 
you uh, get your ticket for the movie, and then you sit down in the uh, in the theater, and it's uh, arranged almost like a uh, dining area. So you have this um, rather large seat you're sitting in, a movie theater seat, and then you press a button, and there's uh, somebody comes out, and they'll serve you. You can order off the menu, and they'll bring you food. You can, of course, order popcorn if you want to, but you can actually sit there and have dinner and a movie in one place. Now, this was a lot of fun. I, I had never done this before, but it was fun to just kind of sit there and relax and enjoy the movie and get out of the rain. Uh, it was a nice way to kind of experience uh, an afternoon with, um, without having to worry about um, all the rain that was coming down. Plus, uh, I hadn't been in this AMC 24 theater uh, here at Downtown Disney in a long time, um, probably, oh, probably almost 20 years since the last time I was here. Now, I do remember the first movie that I saw at this movie theater was Beauty and the Beast when it first came out. So there's a nice connection there. So that's kind of fun. I, uh, I remember distinctly going to see Beauty and the Beast at this theater. And there's one other thing you can do. There's a new uh, establishment here called Splitsville. And uh, it's a bowling alley. And, um, well, calling it a bowling alley is like uh, calling um, the Magic Kingdom a, uh, uh, an amusement park. It really doesn't work that way. Uh, it's really much more than a bowling alley. If you're standing on the outside, one of the things you can see is the pin resetting machine, which is kind of fun. But uh, they have all these um, they have all these lanes you can bowl in, and it's kind of got a funky '50s sort of feel to the bowling, and it's a little upscale and it's a lot of fun. And uh, you can order right at lane side from a gourmet menu. So they have sushi and they have French fries and they have all kinds of other things in between. So you can just uh, take a uh, take a uh, look at the menu and uh, order something and hang out and bowl. They charge by the hour for the bowling, and then you can just pay for the food a la carte, and uh, works out pretty well. You can have a little fun and stay indoors for a, a while and just do some bowling. So that's another option. So I got to check that out on this trip, too. I was waiting for it to, uh, to, to uh, stop raining. And um, really, a lot of fun just to stand there and, uh, and bowl and have a little fun with it and just enjoy and relax. Um, so really, uh, something fun to do, and um, I recommend it as something that you might want to do. Look, if you have a down day and you're looking for something to do, there's something you can do that's, uh, that's kind of fun uh, that you might really enjoy. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed my podcast. And remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. Hey, folks, this was show number 155. Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View podcast. Now, please exit the moving podcast. The walkway is moving at the same speed as your podcast. Kindly take small children by the hand and watch your head and step. If you have questions, thoughts, or would just like to ask Dave a question, please send an email to davesdisneyview at gmail.com. You can always find Dave's Disney View on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Show notes for this podcast can be found on disneyworldpodcast.net. Original music you hear in this podcast is courtesy of Sound A Music. You'll find a link to the latest Disney-related autism awareness event on the show notes page. We also encourage you to check out Dave's iPhone apps. There are a couple of Disney-related apps, including a Hidden Mickey's app and a pin trading app. 